What it do, guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Connection Podcast, where in just under an hour, we are going to dive into the Bible and come full circle with God and His Word. What podcast was it? The Connection Podcast. Oh, I just want to make sure I'm the right one. <laughs> uh, this is funny because we just started doing this a second ago, and then something happened, the cable came unplugged, and so now we're uh, round two. But anyways, today's a very special day. Uh, on this episode, we have a couple of very special guests with us. Yeah. Some of you, uh, most of you should know the first guest that we're going to introduce. His name is Mr. Matthew Ocheta. Hey. And. <laughs> yo, 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 coming, you, coming to you straight from the 615. This is Paulie G. Hey. You already know what it is. Straight from Nashville, Tennessee. Yo. <laughs> so that right there is wow. actually, that actually is my brother. So. Yes. Some of you guys have probably heard us talking, or you heard Easy talking about his brothers before. So privilege is, to have yeah. you on a, with us, Paul. My bros in that town. was a good. That's a great. Like I could not have done that justice. That was a radio. That was, that was a intro. great. That was a radio intro. intro. So coming to you live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, Easy texted me, uh, what Saturday or something, or a couple days ago about when you. Um, about your brother being in town, and you said you had the idea for this episode about saying yes to God. So we're going to be talking about that, talking about what it means to say yes to God, to fully say yes to God, and because um, really that's what God wants from us the most. He just wants our yes. That, that, that's basically what God wants from us all, is to say yes to Him, not only for salvation, but for our life, for our purpose, for um, a lot of other things too. So we're going to be talking about this. Paul's going to share his testimony. Matt's got a test. Like, really, all of us in this room have a testimony about this, about um, what it has meant in our lives to say yes to God. And really, I think this is going to be for someone who's facing uh, a decision that you don't know what you want to do, or you're indecisive, or um, you know, you're just unsure what it might mean. So, I mean, straight off the back, when you, I'll just tell you right now, when you say yes to God, you don't know what you're getting into, mm-hmm. and no one is going. You're not going to know what that path looks like. It's just that's God just wants that commitment from you. He just wants you to take that step of faith. And that's what it really is. Saying yes is a step of faith. It's not being sure of what that path is because most likely it's going to change. Mm -hmm. So Paul, can you uh, do a quick introduction of yourself? Tell us what uh, you do, what you're doing now for your job. Just kind of let us know. Yeah. So uh, I live in Nashville now and I lived there for about a year and a month and um, I moved out there with nobody I knew, uh, with nothing that was waiting for me, like um, no, no security, no safety. It was just God waiting for me. And it was this huge leap of faith that I had to just jump into and say, all right, man, God's got it. I trust him. Let's go. Yeah. And it wasn't this like, you know, this sacred thing where everything was going to be cool. It was like in my mind, months before I made the decision to go out there, I just knew it was like my work has already begun. It doesn't start when I get there. It's already begun. And the fact that I've taken this leap, it's just another little skip in my journey of faith because I've got like canyons to cross. And this is just one small thing. All right, Mr. Matt, what, how, how have you said yes to God right now in this season of your life? Oh man. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's through uh, going to Hillsong College. Um, so, yeah, just going and giving up. I think when you say 
yes to God, there's a lot of sacrifice involved. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to jump ahead because I already feel like I am. So let me just stop there. But yeah, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> well, real quick, real quick with you is I remember, I don't know if you guys heard it, but like one of our first, within our first top 10 episodes that we've ever recorded, we had Matt on and Noah introduced me <laughs> as this is Matt Ocheda, uh, From- goes to Hillsong College. <laughs> from Hillsong College. I was just prophesying over him at that time. And and then now you did you made the decision. Yep. You said yes. So yeah. Well, so can you guys before we get into some scripture, can you guys just talk a little bit about like what has that felt like to step out on faith and just like what does that look like for you guys? Uh you want me to go first? Go for it. All right. Um saying yes to God honestly has been um I don't know. It's like, I don't want to say it's like taking a risk because like, I don't know when you're in God, there's no risk in a sense, you know, but it is like that faith is, you know, you feel like you're taking a risk. Like you don't know if God is really going to come through, even though you know he is. Mm -hmm. But I think what's scary is that you don't know how he's going to come through, you know? And I think he loves doing that. And I think that's just relationship really the relationship we have with him. But anyway, so I guess with me is like quitting my job that I had and like uh, now going into college and um, having to do like a part-time job at Panda Express. Shout out to Panda. Hey, I'm becoming an orange chicken, man. I'm becoming an expert at making fried rice. For real. I'm making fried rice and, and uh, chow mein, so hit me up. But uh, you see, ladies, I know how to cook. Not fine. But uh <laughs> nah anyways. But uh yeah, so I think it's it's taking I took that leap of faith knowing that like okay, God, like, you know, I'm twenty seven years old, like I do wanna have a successful future. So like honestly, practically, um, you know, going into a school for ministry, you know you're not like you're not going there to make big bucks. You know? It's not like I'm going to architectural school or you know. So and on top of that, like I'm giving up a good paying job to go to Panda. So it's like, you don't know how the future is going to unfold, but like, this is what God called me to do. So I'm going to be faithful to it. So it's scary, you know, just scary. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. Cause it's like that fear of the unknown, especially cause like I'm one of those dudes who's super analytical and got to know the whole blueprint, the whole plan, every next step. I need like the GPS and Google maps guiding me the entire way. But with God, he's just like, he cuts your cell service and he's yeah. like, do you trust me? Like, are you ready to go, man? Cause yeah. you don't even have to look at the signs around you. Mm. Like, do you trust me? Yeah. So like for me, it was, um, you know, I was 20, I was 20 years old when I moved out and you know, all I've ever known was my family and uh, real nuclear family. So we were always together all the time. Um, it's everything. And so to be the first one to really just go, uh, it, it means a lot in, in Hispanic culture for sure. But also just personally, like it's not a risk, but it's, it's not a safe decision. Mm-hmm. I'll say that like, you're going to have doubts about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting because what happened to me was I had it all figured out from the start. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is my plan. And I worked hard to develop this plan. And I actually fulfilled my goals on that plan. And then when I reached those goals, I realized I hadn't planned for anything after that. And I was like, oh, I hit my, I hit my end. I hit, like, 
where do I go from here? So I thought, well, something will come up. And nothing did for a long time. But it was in closing the doors in my life that God opened so many other ones. But it was shutting those doors, like on old friends and old relationships that I had. And just different opportunities started like sinking like sand through my fingers. And there were things that I worked really long and hard to maintain. And that's all I was doing was maintaining them. I wasn't growing them anymore. They reached their, their maximum capacity. And so once those things like withered and died, yeah, it sucked. But I had to be prepared to just, I mean, hit the eject button and go and just leave it all behind. And, you know, now I'm back a year later and I come visit every so often. And it's so different because the people that I used to talk to, they're gone. The relationships, the job, the, the, the friendships, gone. But I always come back and it's my family that's there. And it's like, all right, so what was important in the beginning to me is still important, you know, 1,800 yeah. miles away. Yeah. That's good. Y'all, that's, we done? Like, <laughs> just end it, drop it? No, I think you guys are absolutely right. It is, it's, it's never sure. You're never sure of if something is God or not. Mm-hmm. You know, God never tells you 100% for certain that it's like, this is me. Like at least we don't experience that really now, but as you're you're going on a, a maybe faith, it's like a topic like Michael Todd's talked about, Stephen Verdict, but it's a fifty one percent guess. Like I'm pretty sure it's God. It may not be, but I'm gonna take that step regardless, anyways, and just and go for it and yeah. trust him in the process. Paul, I really love what you said too about like that navigation system. How it's like I want the turn by turn directions, but God only gives you the next step. He only gives you the next, the, the next step of your destination. And that next step is optional. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're driving, like if you think about it in a real life situation, you don't have to take that turn that is telling you to turn. You can keep going straight and do your own path. You're going to get to the same destination. You're just not going to get there as quickly as God may want to take you on. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you follow his path, when you're saying yes to his directions and what he wants you to do, even if you can't see the end result, You'll get, you'll still get there regardless of what that journey looks like. So let's give some Bible for this. Let's go into the word. We're going to be in second Corinthians chapter one, verses 17 through 20 out of the NLT. And it says, you may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I make plans carelessly? Do you think I am like the people of the world who say yes, when they really mean no, as surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. So when you like, right, this is Paul speaking here. But imagine like if this was God talking in this situation. Right? Like you're having this conversation with God and he and you're saying, God, I don't know if I should do this. And like, is this really your plan? And like, imagine this is God asking you these things. Like, you may be asking why I changed my plan. Yeah. Or why you think I changed my plan. Do you think I make plans carelessly? Mm. Like, if God's talking to you, do you think I'm like the people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? Mm. As surely as I am faithful, my word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom I, you know, these people preached, yeah, so on and such forth. And like for all of my promises have been fulfilled in Christ with the resounding yes. So 
What this is saying is that God has already said yes to us, right? This is the whole salvation story that God created us. He wanted that relationship with us. We fell from it. And now God has made that way back to us to say, yes, I want you. Like I've called you. You're my children. I'm saying yes to you first, right? It's that whole, it's like that whole scripture that says um, before we loved him, you know, Christ loved, he loved us first right? Before he, before we knew ourselves, he knew us, right? It's always been God first saying yes to us. And then he leaves, he leaves it hanging for us to say, are we going to say yes or no? Right? Yeah. So one of the things I kind of thought about with all of this is that I think a lot of times where people might get caught up is that we make plans and then go through with those plans and ask God to bless it and then say, well, God said yes to my plan. No, he really didn't. You, like, we make our own plans and, and say, this is the right way, God. Bless it. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, God, I don't care what you, like, the path is. I'm saying yes to your plan. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So one of the, I, I just got back from Transformation Conference. And one of the, um, the speakers, I forget who it was. It wasn't Tim Ross, but. One of the sessions, there was this discussion about, you know, your, your, your purpose and your plan of what God has in your life. And one of the really profound statements that I'm going to challenge everybody with now is let your dreams die. Whatever, whatever your plan, your purpose that you think it is, like, let it die to God, to his plan and his purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I, my challenge for everyone listening is like, let your dreams die to his purpose. What? No, you want my dream to die? Yeah, like, let it die. That sounds horrible. It does sound horrible. What? But it's, a, it's, it's what we have to do. We have to be willing to say, God, not my will, but your will. Mm. And if you're going to say that, you have to let your dream die. Mm. You got to let your, you have to die to yourself and say, you know what, God, like, you know, the Bible says many are the, the plans of a man's heart, but it's God's purpose that prevails. <laughs> We make plans, but God's purpose always comes out on top. Yeah. Always. Always, always. So, I want to ask a question. Ask it. Paul or Matt, either one of you guys, or Easy or whoever, Hmm. have you felt like you've had to let your dream die? To God. Ooh, Paul. Paul, you got something for that? Matt. Go for it, Matt. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think growing up, my dream was to, uh, <laughs> my dream was to join, like, be in law enforcement and, like, to go to school for, like, criminal justice and, like, get a degree and all that and become an FBI agent eventually and stuff. Um, but, like, after giving my life to him, my heart completely changed for people, which is still funny because I like what you said about letting your dream die. Uh, to Christ or for the purpose of, of God. But I also think like God sometimes has a funny way of like using your original dream yeah. and like it stems off to what he's going to give you too. Mm-hmm. because my original dream was to help people anyways, but through law enforcement. But now he has given me a different, tri- you know, different direction, kind of with the same heart. And like, so like now I still want to help people, but just in a different way mm-hmm. in the spiritual mm-hmm. aspect. So it's like, uh, and yeah, anyways, yeah, moving from that. So that's, that's what it's been like. I, I had to like, cause I did go at, when I was 20 or 19. I can't remember, but I was going to college for that. But then like, once I gave my life to him, 
Like, I was like, what's the point of going in a second year if, like, this is not what I'm called to do anymore? You know, like, I already knew, like, he already gave me a, a sense of direction on what I was called to do. So, like, I was like, yeah, I can't go uh, keep doing college for that. There's no point, you know. But, and then you guys know the rest. Like, I'm not going to go into, that's a whole different story after that. But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dream killing is not not a fun thing because you really you hand over the keys to your to your future or what you think it is and and you hand it over to god and it's like i think the dream that i always had when i was younger living in vegas was to be a musician professional like it didn't matter i wanted to get into the business and i wanted to learn as much as i could about like modern music technology about film scores about writing for composition um and just all classical background and having like dipped into jazz and just do something that i could say this is my passion and this is what entertains me um and that's what i'm supposed to do and that's really cool but that's not what i was called to do like it took me a long time and it took a lot of money and and uh sacrificing to realize that I was doing this to learn my capabilities of when I put my heart to something, how far I could go. And I got really good at being a musician and people all over the state recognized it in Nevada and Arizona. And it was cool because that was my title. And, you know, as a real young high school kid, like that's who I was. And I made that name for myself and nobody else got that for me. But over the years and, and over time, time passed and, you know, I lost interest. That's how that dream just died. It was like, you know what? This just isn't for me. And it wasn't like this big hurrah. Like I woke up at three in the morning in a cold sweat and I was like, dude, God just told me it's not this. Mm. It's like, no, I'm too skeptical. And if I, if I were sure that this was it, I would, I wouldn't have second guesses of uh, auditioning for the Arizona state school of music and, and getting in there full ride. Cause I'd had two scholarships waiting for me. And I, I knew all the professors. I just knew this wasn't for me. So it was more like God didn't kill that dream, but he let me know that wasn't top priority because I use it now because I use my musical talents to enhance worship at my church, to connect with people and to show them that the Holy Spirit can talk to us without even talking to us, right? Just with our ears and letting the rhythm or, or, or the notes through the air or even in nature speak to you. Um, so I really am privileged to say that I had the opportunity to learn from that really academia perspective of music. But now I look back and I'm like, I was trying to define something I could never define. And I hear it in worship and I'm like, dude, I'm so glad I know exactly what that perfect fifth, perfect fourth chord is. But that's exactly what I needed to hear today to get me into a good mood. Easy what you got. Tell us a story. About what? How have you said yes to God? I know some stuff that you've got, but I want you to say it. What do I got, bro? So talk about how you said yes to not pursuing what God's called you to do in this season for the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just like Paul, and I have to really give credit to Paul because he is one, one heck of a musician. Yes, he is. Like, seriously, it is pretty wild. Like, he puts me to shame. 
Really? <laughs> <clears throat> He's got a good singing voice and all that He's stuff. A future MD. Knows all the harmonies like perfectly, like in the pitches, and even knows almost essentially has perfect pitch. I was gonna ask if he had perfect yeah. pitch. Near. Near. Yeah. Like really, really <laughs> close. But um no, and my heart has always been in worship. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the firstborn and music is where I where I fell in love and telling my brothers when they were younger, like just try music. And then Paul ended up doing it and just learned it so much more from like the theory side of music and what it really means to like, I know music as what a guitar is, but Paul knows what music is, who made the guitar, why it was made. The resonance of the body. Exactly. (laughs) The, 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 you know, why the guitar looks the way it does and all that stuff. Whereas for me, it's like, if it sounds good, it's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like so it's the feeling versus the 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 thinking and the analytics behind it. Exactly, and so um, with coming to Hillsong after you know you and I had been yeah doing our thing with Friday nights, our leading. Friday night stuff, mm-hmm. um, and making the decision to come to Hillsong and just be like, okay, we're gonna start fresh for us because we just want to meet new people put a new footprint in our faith walk and see where we go from there. And I had this like burning desire to go back. And after the third month I was telling Noah after being at Hillsong for a little bit, I'm like, I'm going to be up on stage, like whether it's by singing, playing or drumming or whatever, that's I'm just going to do it. That's where my heart is at. And I remember sitting there listening to a message, not listening to a message, but like picking up trash and, stuff from the auditorium and I was like what the heck am I doing like I come from a from a place where I was on stage like I was up there and I was leading worship or I was helping lead worship or playing I was being seen and now I'm picking up trash like this doesn't feel good to me and not only that but then that's when God you know I feel God say to me that like well how do you expect to be up there if you can't bend your knees and you know pick up trash like and this for a lower church yourself below and lower yourself yeah. you know and then that's kind of around the time where you had heard that saying of uh or when mike or i forgot who it was that said it um but we were talking about i think it was mike todd probably was the foot of the cross is <laughs> yep. level mm-hmm. yeah and you know that stuck with me a long time and it was just like man it is crazy how where I where I came from to being the guy that leads worship and is on stage and is not the cool guy but is like you know worship mm-hmm. leaders are kind of cool they're kind of pretty cool people they're stylish and stuff and you know that was me at where we were at and now to be at a church where no one knows my name no one knows that I can even sing and I know I can and it's like okay but then I made that decision and the three months there, and I was like, no, I'm going to spend one full year of just not not playing music right, or leading worship or doing anything like that because I can't just do that and let that and that only define me. Because if I have nothing else right there, what else do I do? And one of those defining moments for me, too, was especially when, you know, I was in the hospital and I'm there and you know, all the family members coming in and they're on their one-on-ones with me while I'm awake, but I'm still drugged up and all that stuff. But I remember I had this one conversation with my dad 
where I just tears came out and I was just like, what if I can't play the drums anymore? Like, what if I can't sing? Mm. What if I can't yeah. lead worship? Yeah. What if I can't do that stuff anymore? I don't even know what happened to me, dad. Mm. Like, what if I can't? And he was like, well, if you can't, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll just serve God with whatever else I can do. <laughs> and that was when that moment came back in my head. Yeah. And it was like, so how, is, how do you say that when you're on your deathbed, essentially, or, you know, scared as to not knowing in the unknown? And then now the unknown is here and you're like, well, I don't know. I don't think I want to do that. I want to just do what I'm no- normal, no comfortable with because it's in the unknown right now. But it's so crazy mm. how when we're in the known, talking about the unknown, we're so quick to say, oh, yeah, I would, I would do that. And then you're actually there in the uncomfortable zone and you're like, how do I get back to what I'd normally do? Mm. You know, and so saying yes to a no was so hard for me Yeah, because it was like, I want to be up there. And God's like, no, not now. So it's like, okay, I'll say yes to that no. That's a good point. Being able to say yes to God's no as well as his yes. Like it's easy for us to, it's easy for us to say yes to God when everything's going great, but it's when God tells us no to not do something, to not go that way, to not take that job, to not get that position, to still be able to say, okay, God, I trust you. And I think what I've heard a lot of you guys saying is that and this kind of comes from the conference too, but um, when you say yes to God, you have to forsake your title and position. You have to completely forget it because Jesus did that. He said, you know what? I'm yes. You know, when they had that corporate meeting up in heaven of him, God and the Holy spirit, they were like, all right, we need a plan here. And Jesus is like, I got it. I'll go save him. I'll go down the cross. I'll do all this stuff for him. Right. He had to step away from his authority position from where he was, in power and in that title, in that position, he stepped away from it and humbled himself and lowered himself by saying yes to God. And I think that's what it really, really requires is that it requires us forgetting the titles that we have sometimes given ourselves. Right. And I heard you say something kind of important too easy is that when you're saying, well, what am I going to do if I'm not able to do this, this, and this, right? If I'm not able to be a worship leader or a singer or a player or anything like that. And I think what I hear in that is that your identity is found in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot of times is that our identity is found in something that God has not called us necessarily. Yes, we are that, but that's not who we are. Yeah. It's what we do. Yeah. It's, it's not who we are. It's just what we do, right? It's not, it's not, you know, Paul never really said that either. It's like, it's, it's, um, uh, how did it go? It's like, so when Paul opens up his letter, he says, right, I, Paul, an apostle of Christ. Not, I'm not, not the apostle Paul writes to you. No, it's, it's your identity first of who you are, who God has called you. I, Paul, and then what I am, an apostle of Christ. It's like, I, Noah, a, a pastor, right? I, know a preacher. I, Noah, a leader. Or I, Paul, speaking of Paul in the room, like a social media director, a, a marketing director, or whatever it is, I easy, a worship leader, or I Matt, a pastor, a preacher. So, right, it's like the, 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 when you say yes to God, when you are fully committing and saying yes to God, he wants you to say, he wants you to say your name first. It's like Noah is serving you. Like, I'm your servant, God, right? Not like, I'm your servant if I'm a worship leader. Yeah. I'm a servant if I'm in that position to be a pastor, right? God doesn't want us to, 
come into that mindset because he wants to do that in us. So I think it really does take a lot. I think what um, I think you said it earlier, Paul, but like saying yes is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Saying yes to God is a big, big sacrifice in our lives to be able to fully say that, right? And God doesn't want a yes with something attached to it, right? He doesn't want a yes, but only if yeah. I get this or yes, I'll do it if they tell me this or yeah. I'll do it, God, if you do this for me. God just wants a straight yes, because if you go back to 2 Corinthians, right? He says, as surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. So Christ has never said, yeah, God, I'll go save them, but only if there's like a million of them repenting. Yeah. Right? Jesus came if for... There's a for sure a million that believe me. Right. It was, I will go no matter what, because that's what I need to do. And it's hard. Like, it's so hard. Like, myself, like, I'm in this season right now where it's like, okay, God, I'm not going to preach or give a message until you call me to do it. And that's the thing where, um, like, the, the opportunities come, the opportunities can present themselves, and that's a test. Yeah. And that's where this, that's the title of this episode, the yes test, right? God's saying, okay, you said yes to me. Are you going to remain faithful to it? Are you going to actually stick with that yes, even if these opportunities come? If you said, I'm going to give you a, if, you know, you said you gave God a year for easy, right? Giving God a year of not leading worship. Are you going to stick with that? And you've had opportunities to lead worship. Uh-huh. And God has, is saying, are you going to be faithful to that? And let me do this and let me gain the glory out of this and not do it out of your own power. Right? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. No, go for it. I'm not going to say anything. You're you're going to speak right now. (laughs) I was just saying like, uh, because sometimes I'm I'm not going to try to act like saying yes has come so naturally. Sure. I mean, I feel like, you know, in the present it has, um, but at first it wasn't. But I think it's kind of like with with Jonah, like he didn't want to say yes and he wasn't saying yes to God, but God did stuff still <laughs> and like he was like god was like nah you're gonna do it regardless you know and mm-hmm. you know the whole situation with jonah i think that's how it was with my life you know like it wasn't easy so he he took stuff away and made me go through situations of like lack and all that where like i had no choice but to say yes because i had nothing else to say right no to or you know so like uh yeah. So now, like, you know, going moving on forward this conversation, I just want to put it out there, like, I'm not gonna try to act like me saying yes all the time is me being all spiritual. It's like, it's just God has humbled me <laughs> in a in a very in in some way that like I'm like, all right, God will like I have no choice but to say yes. Right. And I mean, sometimes I do say yes out of out of will, you know. But I think that's just came from Him molding my character in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Paul, you got anything to add on to that real quick? Yeah. Yeah, Matt, I really appreciate that. Cause like there's a willingness to follow the spirit and it's like, it's obedience in that you're programmed to just say, yeah, I can do it. And it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it could be like, yo, Matt, we need you to preach tonight. And you're probably going to say, hold up. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. I don't know. Maybe. But then there's other times where it's like as simple as a little sweet old lady at Sprouts. Yeah. needs some help yeah. you know and, and instead of you just saying oh yeah 
uh, it's more like, oh, dude, it's no brainer. Yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna help yeah. this sweet little lady take her groceries over to the trunk, put them in. All of a sudden, you have a new connection, and she's like, I haven't met somebody as nice as you. Yeah. I was in a really dark spot. My family doesn't talk to me. Like uh, the power of yes is unlimited. Yeah. But on, <clears throat> I do want to add, like the power of no is strong. It is almost as strong as the power of yes, because yeah. when people say, what's the worst thing they're going to say? No, it yeah. is the absolute, is the absolute worst, worst thing really somebody is. can say. It really is. You know, like you go ask a question and you get no for the answer. Yeah. It's probably not what you wanted yeah. for sometimes a really good reason. Like, thank you, God, for looking, us, looking out for us and just telling us yeah. to stop right there. But there's also moments <laughs> where it's like a no really is a limiting. It's a constraint of the spirit that sets you up for failure or maybe not failure, but success at a later date, uh, yeah. longer than you were destined to be. Right. Cause just by saying yes, like studies prove that you, you have more friends, you have more fun, you live a fuller life. You go skydiving because you say yes, yeah. you don't go skydiving because you say no. Yeah. Like there are things in life that you can't experience just with a no. And it's those two Simple letters, which are almost universally translated in every single romantic language. Yeah. But yes is so different in every single romantic language, which is really funny. Because yes, yeah, let your yes be yes, but it's not just the yes in the yes test. It's the agreement and the willingness behind yes versus the blockade that is just those two letters of no. Yeah. Paul. I can't, bro. You're just like dropping all this wisdom on us. Like, <laughs> just don't know how to follow this stuff up. So. Where are you going, Matt? Where are you? <laughs> got a phone call. Oh, he's got a phone call. Okay. Yeah. We're real on here. No, so uh, three, I want to just kind of finish up here um, with, with three kind of things of what saying yes to God is and, and what it lives. I love acronyms. I love creating acronyms out of stuff. So I yeah. got three for y'all on here. So first one is yes is your entry system, mm. right? Right. Y E S your entry system. This is your beginning. Yes. This is you gaining access to, to God and the Holy spirit of, of accepting Christ into your life, right? This is like our salvation. This is the beginning of faith. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second one is your everyday standard. So saying yes to God is your everyday standard. It should be your everyday standard. And I, we, we've been talking a lot of, about a lot of big yeses, right? Like, like going into careers and callings and that kind of stuff. But what about things like just giving that person that money that the Holy Spirit's prompting you to do, right? Saying yes to the small decisions that, you know, are building character in your life or the small decisions that God's working in you to lead you to a greater yes. We've probably said that before where, you know, sometimes God's no is only to get you to a bigger yes yep, yep, kind of thing. But this is, I think this is where a lot of us are, is that this middle ground where it's like saying yes in the small things, saying yes and being faithful with the little things that God has given you, mm -hmm. right? So the second thing is your everyday standard. So say yes to God and like in everything. Like he wants your yes in everything. And then lastly, the third thing is saying yes to God is your eternal salvation, right? So this is like, you know, not just saying yes to God and having that salvation and then doing whatever you want. This is actually like walking with him 
obeying him, you know, following the the commands of Jesus and everything and like reading, like getting in the word, getting in prayer and worship, getting a community. Like this is all like leading up to the bigger kind of picture of things, like expanding the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? This kind of like your eternal salvation, this kind of, we have the beginning faith, that's your entry system into uh, uh, God and, and your faith and salvation. You have the middle part, which is what we're all in of this every day saying yes to God in the little things. And then the last part of, of building the kingdom and saying yes to building and expanding that kingdom for God's purpose, mm-hmm. right? Saying yes to his purposes over my plans, yep. which is the biggest one. So, any last thoughts, easy or Paul, on saying yes to God? It's a lot, and it's it's challenging. Don't you know anybody listening? Like, don't just imagine, like think that it's going to be easy because it's not. Mm-hmm. God's going to ask you to say yes to Him. That requires you stepping back in obedience and and saying no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, and it sucks, and it's a tough. But like God is doing something greater that we just don't know about right now. We're not aware of it. And Paul, thank you for being on here. Matt, Matt's out of the room. He took a, a call, but if he comes back, we'll honor him too. But Paul, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Do you got any last, last uh, encouraging words for us? Yeah, of course. Of course. It's been a pleasure to get on this podcast. But let me just say for all of you who listen, who've never been to Noah's place where the magic happens, uh, it looks way cooler than you can imagine. Like, it sounds great but it looks even cooler and it's, it's a really warm and welcoming space. And you definitely know that the presence of God is in this place. It's, mm. it's just cool. Um, but you know, I just, I want to say, you know, my birthday is tomorrow and I'm going to turn 22 years old. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, I, I'm looking forward to this next year, but I also have to admit that, you know, I'm not, I'm not really supposed to be here. I was kind of like, I showed up to the party uninvited into like this world, you know, like I really am not supposed to be here. Like, um, easy myself and my little brother, Eli, we were just not supposed to happen, uh, with, with my mom. She had a few miscarriages before us and the woman of God, a woman of faith. I've never known faith stronger. I've never seen faith stronger in, in anybody, um, except my mom. And she is she just said yes to God and she kept yep, trying yep. and and I'm sitting here right now like talking to you and I'm living a life that is deemed to be great. I mean that's that's I'm destined for greatness because I'm a child of God. Yep. yep. And because I'm I'm the king of of my life in the sense like I mean this is this is why I'm here. It's not an accident. Like I I got here and the least I can do to fulfill my duty in life is to say yes to God, to, to, to live that grace abounding and love fulfilling life where I hit as many points as I can before I'm off this earth, because you have no idea what an honor and a privilege it is to be loved enough to be created and accepted into this world. Amen. So just say, yeah, live it out. That's all I got. Thank you, Paul. That was awesome. Thank you for saying yes to being on this podcast too, Thank Matt. You, yeah, Matt. <laughs> Any last words? Hit from- us up with some words of words of encouragement for everyone listening. Now that you just got back. <laughs> Any last words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, shoot. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know what uh, Paul said, but 
I'm assuming he just encouraged y'all. But he did. He dropped some wisdom. So we need some nuggets from you. Great, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know what y'all, you know, listening to a podcast are going through. But yeah, I think I've heard him say, just say yes. And honestly, yeah, just say yes to anything and everything. And like, I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, like you might burn out, especially if you're like in a church setting and stuff. You're just saying yes to stuff and you right, can easily right. burn out and stuff. But I don't really, I believe you're just growing your capacity if you yeah. burn out. Amen. Like, you just need rest. It takes some time to rest and then you'll, you'll grow in capacity. But anyways, where I was going with this, even if like it doesn't seem like it's for your calling, say yes. As a matter of fact, yeah. say yeah, yes definitely to those absolutely. things that, that don't seem like it's going to benefit you in your calling. Because that's where God's going to really bless you and stuff. Because like a lot of people get missed opportunity and missed, uh, they just miss blessings when they say no, because it doesn't f- seem like it's part of what God is calling them to do. Yeah, right. Even if your pastor tells you to go, I don't know, if you can take care of the kids for five hours, not fine. <laughs> then say yes. Like, you know, these kids, they know a joke, man. When they ask me to do it, I'm like, ah. Teaching you fruit of the spirit. Lord patience. Jesus, yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, yes. <laughs> but I, I really want to say no. But anyways, God bless these Hillsong kids. <laughs> Shout out to we'll the, pray for to Ebony and to, and to our boy, uh, um, Roman, yeah, yeah, my bad. I had a little brain fart, but shout out to them because, man, they're great leaders. They, for sure, they that takes a lot. It takes a lot. So, shout, I'm gonna shout them out. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna end it there. So, again, Matt and Paul, thank you guys for being with us yeah. on this episode and uh, just giving your wisdom and your testimony about what you've been through. It's it's super. I know this is gonna help somebody who is just not sure of, um, you know, do I do I say yes to this? Is this God? Am I not like? So thank you guys for sharing your wisdom and, and give, dropping all that wisdom on us. A lot, of, a lot of wisdom. I just said a lot of wisdom in that sentence. But before we end every episode, we want to give everyone that uh, opportunity for salvation for anybody who is uh, saying that um, to say, hey, <laughs> just say yes, just say yes. <laughs> uh, for anybody who is coming to Christ for the first time or rededicating themselves to uh, Jesus, that um, we always want to give that person that opportunity to say yes to God, to say, you know what? I'm putting my faith in you. I'm saying yes to you, Jesus, in this moment. Because the Bible says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So I'm going to say this and then easy or Matt or whoever wants to repeat after me. Uh, let's say this together. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For this life you gave me. For this life you gave me. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you came. I believe you came. You died. And rose again. And rose again. Just for me. Today. Today. I place my trust in you. I say yes to you. I say yes to you. This is my new beginning. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. If you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are all celebrating with you here in this room. Everyone listening, God in heaven, heaven is celebrating right now in this moment. So you guys just made the best decision, the bet, the best yes you could ever give in your life you just made right now. So um, if you did make that decision, we always want to hear from you. So send us an email. Let us know. Tell us your testimony. We'll send you a Bible. Mm. That email is connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or slide in our DMs. Tag us on Instagram, on stories or whatever, at connectionpodcast. 
We really appreciate you guys hitting us up. Hey, no girls be sliding into Noah's DM. He's about to be a, a, a married, uh, married man. man. Yeah, yeah. Getting there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just going to delete it if it happens. So. Ladies, stay away. <laughs> Hit up Izzy. <laughs> Although I have a couple of friends across the room who are kind of single, so I mean, <laughs> what's their name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, guys. Again, Matt, Paul, thank you guys so much. Everyone listening, we hope you guys have a great week. We love you all. Yeah, boy. Peace out.